Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. Episode 13. I'm Jason at Aware Integrate on Twitter, awarenessintegrations.com. Got Rick here today. He's back. He is, it's grave, it's at Grave Delay on Twitter, right? Yep, that's right. And then it's uh, gravedelayathletics.com. Yep. All right. So today's kind of a free for all. We're doing a weapons free episode. We're just going to talk about what's going on, try to hit it from a different angle with the stuff going on in the world, because there's obviously a ton of stuff going on. I don't know if the right word is stuff. It's probably shit, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, right shit now. show. Yeah. Shit show would be, or a shit sandwich. Um, so anyway, yeah, I was going to tell you, Rick, that I have an epic cheat day planned coming up because, you know, there's no such thing as a cheat day, I guess. But I was walking through the store today and I was like, man, I have to cheat coming up with this diet stuff because I'm like actually picking out the aisles that I'm going to go in and the shitty food that I'm going to eat come maybe even as close as tomorrow. So it's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to that. It's like you look I know why people eat like shit because it's awesome. I mean the food is so good. You know, it's like in yep. everywhere you look, you go into these stores and it's all just shitty food everywhere, you know. I mean that sour cream donut say wasn't going to eat itself at Dunkin Donuts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I had for the first time ever um just pretty pathetic uh crispy cream donut. Never had one in my life. Oh, they'll rot your teeth immediately, but they are delicious. I figured they were all the same, like, you know, donuts anywhere. And I had a, like a blueberry one. And then if you donated a dollar, they gave you like six more donuts, which means me and the lady probably ate about 10 of them after already eating out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but they were so good. I mean, the blueberry ones, I don't know what they put in there. You know, something that's highly addictive i'm sure a drug i don't know but it was outstanding oh my god what they call uh surfing the insulin spike oh gosh yeah you need you basically like they give you the donut in this little bottle of metformin like a trial Mm -hmm. package just so you can (laughs) so you don't fucking pass out but anyway um so so what's going on in the world rick tell us the the big thing that's going on right now well, I don't know if anybody heard about it. You probably did. The uh, massacre in New Zealand. So fucking asshole decides he wants um, his his rationale. I read the whole manifesto he wrote. How long was, was it? Like what? What kind of like a book or what? What, what was it? Uh, Seventy four pages. Oh um, shit! Hmm. There's two versions on Document Cloud, and so depending on how you view it, somebody was saying eighty nine pages. I think that was the original way to view it. I viewed it in text mode, which ends up being 74 pages based on the page count at the bottom. But basically his, his main argument was white birth rates have been declining and they're not keeping up with birth rates of other ethnicities. So he decided he was going to do something about it by taking the fight to what he called basically the enemy or the invaders. You know, in this case, uh, Muslim people in New Zealand. Now, I'm pretty sure he's from Australia but was living in New Zealand. He'd been planning for about thinking about it and or planning for about two years to do this. And I think he wrote like a 240 page manifesto, but they didn't like it. So he got rid of it. And then he started over with, with about two weeks to spare before he decided it was going to, he was going to attack a couple of mosques in a place called Christchurch, New Zealand, which is interesting. Um, but his whole, his whole manifesto. So for example, he referenced Donald Trump on page 16. And the part of, part of his format was a question and answer session to himself. So what? here's the question. Hmm. It says, where are you a supporter of Donald Trump? And the answer to himself is as a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose. Sure. As a policymaker and leader, dear God, no. 
First of all, I don't know what the first that first line means. Yeah, that the is nude weird white shit. identity. I, I, I don't even know what that means. I mean, like, purpose? what the hell does that have to do with Donald Trump? Because the thing is, is if if we look at this, which nobody's capable of doing without emotion and without this kind of like right and left, you know, whatever. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, like, what the hell does that mean? Well, right. That's kind of no like, clue. That's, that's almost point one of how all over the place this guy was yeah, with the intent to stir up anybody and everybody who reads it, who's not looking at it objectively yeah, and yep. saying, Hey, the guy who wrote this just uh, ultimately murdered 49 people and you know, injured, injured countless others. And, uh, and it will, of note, the first person he encountered at the front door of the first mosque uh, was a Muslim guy. And the, I guess the guy, I'm not sure the guy saw the, gu- the gun coming at him, but he said to uh, whatever this dickhead's name is, hello, brother. And then he was shot five or six times to death. Jeez. He, he was the first victim of it. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? So pe- so people are losing their minds over this man- This manifesto is what they were calling it, or it was called the Great Repeat. He titled it the Great Replacement based on some other uh, historical writing of a similar uh, um, ta- or context. But uh, people are losing their minds over this. I think they're forgetting who wrote it. A fucking lunatic wrote it. Yeah, yep. And they're and they're reading into it about how people are to blame for saying this and that. Donald Trump, Candace Owens, other people, other historic historic figures. It's insanity that anybody's looking at this and and basically almost taking his side that uh, these people inspired him. Therefore, that's why he did it. You know, and it's 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 like back to the topic of kind of like context where we're we're so concentrated on the content that like we don't, you know right. what I mean? Like we lose track of context. Yeah. yeah, it's like so you look at it. Okay, so the first thing is is nobody wants that to happen. Nobody wants that to happen on the either side. You've got groups all around the world. Some are this, some are that. I think in any situation, you could say that. There's good and bad in any group. So that that's kind of like the mature way to look at it because, you know, you you can't really look at just the content of something and kind of point your finger and say, boom, that means that. So the fact that they saw Trump's name in it, boom, that's an automatic trigger no matter what. Yep. And then the fact that he was saying stuff about whites and all this crap, and it, it's – you know, it's like you said, you you have to look at this and go, okay, so this dude, and like I said, I'm looking at it completely objectively to mm-hmm. where your mission is to help a birth rate or something, and you think going into a church and killing people is going to affect that? Like, it's, it's it, the point I'm making is the guy's a nut job. I mean, the yeah. guy's a nut job. You yeah. could say whatever you want. He believes this, he believes that. The guy's a nut job. His context is basically he's an idiot. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, anybody who thinks murder is the answer um, shouldn't be listened to. Yeah, and it's in it's hard because basically what it is is you have a time, you know, 2019. You could say pretty much like 17 and 19, maybe 16 where everything is spun to work for the person that's spinning it. You know, it's, it's a hundred percent. We were saying this earlier where it's not really news that's being reported. It's not information that's being reported. It's a spin cycle of who's reporting it. So there's like no truth in any of this stuff anymore. And you know, me and you, it's not, it's not a good situation. And we can look at it even from like a tactical perspective. I don't know exactly what he did. I looked at one link before this. He had, what did he have? Like a shotgun or an AR or something? It looked like freaking Call of Duty, the picture some, I saw. Some semi-automatic rifle. I saw a 17 second video that was on Twitter and it didn't sound like a high caliber rifle. So maybe semi-auto 22. It looked pretty thin too. So, and then, he, yeah, there's a shotgun according to uh, r- reports and he might've had maybe extra guns, but nothing, nothing like you would see or find here in the U S and yeah. the AR AR 15 or a larger cal- caliber model as far as I can tell. Yeah. I mean, it's sad no matter what, I mean, it, it's, you know, me and you have, 
not been in that exact situation, but, you know, been in situations like that and trained to, you know, a lot of our training was to kind of offset something like that, which is the worst case scenario. I mean, that's, that's the worst case. And, you know, it's like, you can have disagreements with people or the religion or this or whatever. And, you know, I've been to the Middle East, you've been to the Middle East it is what it is. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people there that aren't following the bad stuff. There's a lot of people that are just doing what they're doing. Some are good, some are bad, whatever. But I just, I, I hear things like this. I see things like this and I'm like, dude, the guy's a nut job, you know, straight up. Like he's, he's an idiot. He's a lunatic. I mean, I didn't read the thing you read. I'm sure there's all kinds of other, I mean, what else did he put in that thing? Well, so one of the things was about Candace Owens. Now, <clears throat> my wife made a good point. He might have seen the name Candace Owens and heard or read some of what she uh, wrote or, or said and never actually saw her. I, I don't believe that he never actually saw her. But maybe maybe that's the case. So he mentioned her like specifically? Yeah, so, oh, okay. Uh, here's a quote. Uh, yes, the person that has influenced me above above all was Candace Owens. Each time she spoke, I was stunned by her insight and her views. Her views helped me push further and further into the belief of violence over meekness. Okay, a couple things about Candace Owens. Uh, as far as I know, she's still 29 years old, black female conservative, right? Um, so people jumped all over her telling her things like, oh, you know, your words matter. What you say, you know, will drive people, basically drive people to do what he did was was their uh, insinuation, the best I could tell on that. So in subsequent pages, so that was what I just read you about Candace was page 17. Uh, page yeah. 25 at the bottom of it. Um, if I didn't mention, she's a conservative at the bottom of it. It says conservative conservatism is dead. Thank God. That's page 25. That's what the guy like, said. Yes. Oh gosh. This is a shit show. Oh my yeah, gosh. So, he, so that's my point. He's all over the place fucking with different topics that are going to trigger yeah, different I, people who don't see this objectively that a lunatic wrote it. I mean, that's all you need to know is a lunatic wrote yeah, it. Yeah. And I wonder how many antidepressants he was on too. Cause you know, uh, that's the other side of it. It's, it's yeah. just messed up. It's like, I don't know. It, it sounds like this guy was basically just like, he was just poking the beast. It's like, he knew all the things to say kind of, he literally sounds like he's bipolar where like, what the hell is what that girl is saying? What does that have to do anything with shooting people? I mean, this is like, this is like the pure, because it sounds like I'm giving like positive tidbits or something, but no, this is the pure observational view of like, okay, so if you look at this, even with reason, even with intellect, I mean, there's nothing that connects to anything. Not that there ever really is in these situations, but the bottom line, I keep saying, I mean, Everything you're telling me just screams like nut job, threat, nut job, on meds, depressed, whatever. Like, what did she say? Did he specifically mention anything that would be like, oh, I read this no. and it made me want to shoot people? What the? No, what's funny is, um, it's not funny, but he went on to say about her, uh, this is a partial quote, I will have to disavow some of her beliefs. Oh the extreme God. actions she calls for are too much, even for my taste. Again, are you oh shitting me? You murdered forty nine people, and some of the stuff she says are 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 too uh, are too much or extreme for his taste. Holy shit! And you see the pattern here, where everything he says, he goes back on it. Oh, yeah. I don't like Trump, or I do like Trump, but I don't like He's his no policies. Leader. Yeah, I mean, okay, so he's in a leadership position. So are you yeah. talking like personal, like your buddies? Oh, I don't like them when we have a beer, but you know, it's, I mean, this guy's like all over the place And that, in that last thing you said about, but I'm not going to take her stuff as hard as she did, whatever it is. That's it. Like you might as well end the conversation right there. Like the dude should never be talked about again, thrown in a, like, uh, did they kill him? What happened to him? No, his intent was actually, um, I'm pretty sure he wrote his intent to be captured alive. Oh my God. So, so he, he got what he wanted. Great. Yep. So he, he had, he had zero intent of killing cops according to what he wrote. And if you were to engage them, you'd only try to injure them. Okay. So, okay. Rick, I got to cut you off cause I got a theory. This just popped in my head because I just looked at something real quick. Okay. So he doesn't want to be 
He doesn't want to be caught. He doesn't want to shoot at the cops. I know he did that stupid symbol. That's what I just saw, like the okay symbol. I guess that means something bad now. So he's I'm he did sure. that. Yeah. He's going back and forth and all these things. This guy is kind of coming off like he's like he only wants attention. So they all want attention, but those things we just said, that's all attention. I want to be caught. I don't want to be killed. Not going to shoot at cops because if you shoot at cops, that's the last time you'll ever shoot a gun. And then, and then the stupid thing he did on camera where they took a picture. So dude, this guy, this guy's a, this guy's a look at me guy. He's a spotlight as they would say. Wants to continue spreading his message as much as possible. Oh my gosh. That's what, that's the reason. The guy's yeah, he, a loser. Yeah, he he spelled out a few things like that in the in the entire text, which I don't have anymore because I didn't I didn't think it would be, it would go away after I read it. But it's no it's no longer available in the full form, as far as I know. Yeah. So these few screen captures, they're caught my eye. Is all I have. But yeah, and part of his part of what he said basically, I want to cause divide in the U.S. and elsewhere and oh, so forth. And, well, you don't have to yeah. do that, buddy, because it's already there. Um, yeah. But but he, even having spelled it out, people are like. Oh, well, that's what he wanted to do. So I guess we should just jump on board with that train. Yeah. And that, that's the other <laughs> angle of it is, you, you know, it's like in some countries overseas, how if this stuff happens, they don't say the guy's name. They don't give him publicity. The scene is cleaned up quick. And it's like, yeah. you know, let's Isn't fortify it? our defenses and move on. I mean, not that it isn't a big deal. I mean, you could play as tough as you want on either side, but nobody wants this shit to happen. It's ridiculous. Yep. And if you've ever done anything in your life that involves carrying a weapon, you definitely don't want to see it happen because, you know, you could be on the wrong side of that. But it sounds like he's he's a nut job, but which is obvious, but it also sounds like he's kind of a little, you know, I, I can't think of the word. Like, it's like in basic training, they say, don't be a spotlight. You know, he's just like a spotlight. I mean, well, it's definitely some sort of socio sociopath. Oh um, yeah, for sure. But you know, and I wonder if there's, there's probably another name for it too, because I feel like a sociopath and correct me. I, I really don't even know. I feel like they don't even want that attention or am I wrong? Like what's the, I don't even know. I think there is a delineation and of course I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One second. Yeah. Uh, but, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, sociopath doesn't really say one way or the other in terms of whether they want attention or not. They just lack a sense of moral responsibility or social conscience. But, uh, let's see, psychopath. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, extreme egocentricity and psychopaths, so maybe yeah. more along the psychopath. So, yeah, and that kind of it kind of actually it, does make sense because they're so into themselves. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, back to what you said about the Middle East. So. Not only not only uh, this in, ter in terms of bringing uh, a Muslim faith to light, but there's a lot of people online who are, are talking about um, uh, like Muslim culture spreading in certain places in America. So they'll, they'll post like videos of prayer sessions in like New York City and other places, and they'll have this like I guess Muslim Muslim phobia that kind of like oh my god they're coming or oh my god they're here or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So I want to relate a story. I was at a Marriott hotel in Dubai. I don't know, 2010 or 11, something like that, I guess. We went there a bunch for work at the time. So they kind of all run together, except for this one specific instance. So I was there in the hotel. I was walking toward the elevator and a family of four showed up right behind me at the elevator. It was a husband and a wife and two kids, you know, younger kids. And they were dressed in what I would call traditional Muslim garb for the Middle East. Uh, you know, so nothing out of the ordinary. The elevator came and I said, oh, you guys go ahead. You know, there's four of you. I'll just wait for the next one. It, it wasn't a terribly big elevator. And uh, the, the guy, the father, he said, no, no, no. He said, you're a guest in our country. You go. We'll take the next one. And he was dead serious. I mean, yeah. he, was, he yeah. was so, so welcoming, and so nice and so serious. And I, and, and I, I respected uh, his offer. And I hopped on the elevator and, and uh, you know, and took it. And, and to this day, I always tell that story because people are like, oh, you know, Muslim faith is, is a, what is it? A, it's a faith of, um, uh, yeah, whatever word they call it. Whatever the hell they say. Yeah. yeah, yeah some yeah. sort of evil, evil faith, I guess, what they try to convey. Well, no, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that one bit. Well, I got a little story too. I mean, just the same thing was in, 
I don't know, Kuwait or Dubai or something. And it was, I walked out to go to the gym and I almost slipped because they were like cleaning this like tile floor when you get there. And it was the same thing. Almost fell on my ass. And this guy came (laughs) over and like, I could still remember it. It was after that big ass breakfast they have at one of those places. And, and the guy came over and I remember looking at him and being like, this guy's dead. He was like really concerned and he, he was dead serious. And, you know, and a little disclaimer here, you know, I went to the Middle East at one point with the military. I was young, you know, fired up, pissed off after 9-11, obviously everything that comes with that. And you're not happy. <laughs> you, you don't go over there happy. You're not thinking like, and obviously you're not dealing with that type of population, what we could call the normal population. You're dealing with the population usually that wants to kill you or you're not dealing with any of them at all. Right. But I could still remember being there and thinking, you know, we say stuff or, you know, we're pissed off or whatever, but there was a lot of them there helping us too. You know, like they were kind of putting their lives on the line to help us. So the bottom line is it's it's kind of like anywhere you go in any situation, there's going to be groups that have some good and have some bad. But see, the thing is, in this day and age, if you say that, you're either looked at or say anything we said, you're either looked at as what, like a bigot or you're looked at as like you're on the other side where you're trying to cheerlead for a group. But that's the problem is it's like we we said straight facts. I've had bad interactions with certain, you know, cultures overseas and I've had good ones just as I'm sure they've come here and said the same thing. And it's like, you know, uh, you, you could go down to the store here and see people you don't like. So it's I mean, like we said, from the objective view it's pretty easy to see what's going on. You got good, you got bad. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. And we dealt with a lot of that. I mean, even in our training, some of the training we did, and I can remember taking like a, what was it, like a fraudulent documents course or something. And they showed us like the, the uh, passports of like the 9 11 hijackers and stuff like that. And, you know, you don't look at any of this stuff and say, oh man, that's hot. But like, let me tell you, those guys could have been any damn color and I wouldn't have been happy. You know, it's, it's, it's actions as, you know, I always try to say online, it's more actions than titles. But as you know, man, it's like that, that's where we're stuck at nowadays. It's just pure emotion and how you can kind of feed like your agenda. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, you, you probably know more than me, but I don't think these people that have been reporting this today are reporting it or whenever it happened objectively. You know, this is, oh, I'm on the left, I'm on the right. How do I spin this narrative to meet or spin the story to meet my narrative? I mean, I don't think that's, I think that's pretty accurate, right? Yeah. Uh, and a quick quick correction, by the way, 50, 50 people are killed now, according to New Zealand police. Um, who was it? He's a he's a Twitter he's a comedian slash Twitter personality. He he read he he downloaded and read the uh, that that fucking the Great Replacement uh, thing as well yesterday. And then I guess I guess the entire morning he was on he was watching CNN. I think it was like a little experiment for him. He said he said read the document and then go to see it. So read it and know what the, know what it says, and then go to CNN and see how it's being spun. So I, I took it. I'd already read the document, so I, I took his challenge. And I, I put it on CNN on my phone, live streaming it. And I was watching, I was watching. I think I was like five or 10 minutes in. And I hadn't heard anything that was, that I hadn't heard a spin. And I was like, man, they might, they might be doing it right. Oh. Next thing you know, oh. you know it, was, it was like a minute later, uh, it was Trump's fault. I was like, oh my God. I was hopeful. I, I was super hopeful. <laughs> well, it's just like, look at it, discon, you know, unattached for a second. And how is something like that that happens anywhere someone else's fault besides the person i mean this this goes into personal responsibility like i don't even give a shit about politics and all this like i mean you own weapons i own weapons you know some pretty serious weapons i've never done that so what the hell is the excuse 
you know, I mean, this kind of goes into like the gun argument, but it's just, no, he picked it up. He did what he did. You, there are things in our life, you know, what do they say? Like nature, nurture, you know, your environment, your upbringing, like there, there are things that lead to other things, but from yep. a purely personal, you're an adult, you know, responsible perspective, no one put that shit in his hand and said, you know, you, you need to do this. I mean, this is these people, I think psychologically, I think we just always look for something to blame, but the thing to blame is right in front of our faces. It's that asshole. That's it. You know, I don't care what his reason for doing it was. He did it. Don't do it. You can wake up every day pissed off at the world. It doesn't give you, you know, a green light to do shit like that. No. Violence against anybody. Yeah. And it's just in the hard part is, is it's like I said, it gets spun into these different sections, these different areas, but it really comes down to one thing, which is just straight up like the guy's a nut job. I mean, what, what else do you say? You know, so, but anyway, well, hopefully, hopefully the guy gets what's coming. I mean, I'm not sure how it works over there, like what they do. I I don't know like death penalty, how that stuff works or anything, but. Oh yeah. yeah um, I'm sure. I'm sure the guy's going to get it, which, you know, he deserves whatever he gets. But anyway, what else is going on? I, I heard you uh, got into it with some gun people or something online, <laughs> which is funny right off the bat because uh, me and you have our fair share of those things. So, so what's <laughs> the story behind that? All right. So um, let's see here. And it doesn't relate to this. I'm guessing it relates to this, right? To this. Yeah, because you know, as soon as something like this happens. So the gist, I'm looking at the tweet now that I saw. I just, I, I, happened, I happened upon this tweet in my feed somehow. Uh, it's, he is, he's got some show. I don't know. But anyway, and something about, so part of his tweet was exactly what Shooter wanted, full attack on Second Amendment to trigger civil war. So I saw that. I'm like, what is this? So I read, so there was like a screenshot of a couple of tweets or yeah. Um, it says, make no mistake. Democrats want to eradicate the second amendment, ban and seize all guns. They have all the power rested with the state. These people are dangerously obsessed with power. So, uh, so apparently some Democrat made some statement somewhere that we need more gun control. That's, that's kind of what I took from it. Which and, uh, they say every week. So I don't, yeah. you they've know. been saying it since, well, hell, probably probably pre-Columbine, but I don't recall anything pre-Columbine because it wasn't as profound, I guess. But I'm certain it's been going on for decades. Um, and what's her name? Uh, Diane Feinstein. Somebody somebody used her as an argument in this in this back and forth I've been having with these folks. And by the way, I wasn't trolling anybody. Here's my response to um, to that sort of Second Amendment tweet that I just mentioned. Yeah, let's not and even say was, their names. Who cares? Yeah. All I told him was settle down. Don't let your fears get the best of you. Nobody's coming to take your guns. That's it. Because no one's coming to take your guns. I feel like what people don't understand is there's multiple mechanisms in place regarding the second amendment. First of all, how it got there. But secondly, how do you, how, how to uh, either change or get rid of, get rid of an amendment. It takes a lot. You're probably, you would probably get struck by lightning 17 times before an amendment is eradicated or changed. Well, then the the other side of it, too, is just it's kind of like the reality of and even this, you know, look at look at what we've done in our backgrounds. It's like uh, we've been in that community of the people that would so-called take them from you. And let me just tell you, that shit ain't happening like it. I get I I think they're getting emotional over kind of like an idea. In other words, I see their point, which is. Something bad happened. It now turns into a political bullet point. And on the top of that list will be gun control, things like that. It does make sense. And there there's things that we've seen in the past overseas where the, and I know you've heard this argument where that's how it starts. But the idea that this dude using guns said, well, my kind of side operation is it'll mean that, you know, John on the mountain next to me is going to lose his guns. It's like, um, you know what I mean? Once again, context, content, 
the context is I get it. Okay, these things aren't good for lawful gun owners because it makes everyone look bad. But then on the other end, it's like, well, okay, what's the definition of them taking your guns? Who's them and how are they going to take them? And you know what? It's funny you say that because I asked that question in various ways throughout the time responding to some of these people. Not now, full disclosure, I could have disengaged, but I was having too much fun. So, so one guy replied to me. He said, are you always a stupid? Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, I, so I was laughing and I told him, I said, I'll concede to being stupid, but I'd like to hear a good constitutional law argument for why the second amendment is an imminent, that is to say in the next hundred years, danger of being repealed. I told him go. And uh, his, re- his reply had, had basically no answer. He says he, he says he wasn't, he's not a constitutional scholar. So I'm sure nothing I say will matter, but I'm also old enough to understand that no matter what is said, you won't change your mind. So there's no argument at all. He just basically said, you're not going to believe me. I don't have a law degree. So have a nice day. Okay. Well, um, (laughs) I mean, you know, this is like what I said in the last podcast about, and I mean, someone like you isn't getting triggered off of this. You're laughing. That guy was not laughing. He's pissed off. That's why I'm like, I don't even mention these people's names because it's just so, I don't, so like I said, I get it from the context and I'm, I like context. I I think sometimes we need to focus on that more, excuse me, but that's victim mentality. I mean, that's just like, oh, well, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'll never change your mind. Bye. So once again, we're segueing into a good point. It's impossible to have these conversations with anyone nowadays, any conversation that triggers some sort of whatever, you basically can't have them. You actually were just asking that guy, hey, like, just give me an argument. Maybe he says something and you go, oh, shit, I never thought of that. Right, right. You know, I love that. I want someone to come in and say, hey, man, you're wrong because of this. If you ever looked at that, and I'll be like, oh, shit, I never did. Right. You know, it's like that stoic quote that I posted the other day where – I think it was Epictetus and he was basically like, Hey, if somebody calls me wrong, they must've missed all the other things I'm wrong at. I mean, that's, that's a confident person is like, Oh shit, maybe I was, but as you saw, it's not even possible to have that conversation anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I said, I sent a link to the constitution of how amendment, amendments are changed. Nobody wanted to hear it. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's definitely things that can be added. Not Me and you aren't sitting here and saying, like, that this is good for gun ownership. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's oh, no. the lawful people that do everything right. This is obviously not good. But then on the other end, it's like, number one, it's not really about that. It's like 50 people got shot. Maybe, like, you know, both sides can chill out a little bit until it, you know, kind of we figure right. out what happened, which th- that's like, nobody argues that anymore because nobody's going to do it. They want the story. So I get the point of kind of like, yeah, gun laws change, things change. You get shootings in area. The state does certain things. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. But to say that, it, okay. So I'll, I'll say this cause I could just, man, I could blab on about this forever is <laughs> every time this stuff happens, that's what is said. But even when you look at somewhere like the U.S., there are some very gun-friendly states. I mean, I'm not, you know, there's some places you can go where you can have a lot of stuff. And, you know, I have a big collection. I have a lot of things people don't have, and I have them lawfully. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like this idea that you're just kind of going to wake up one day and someone's knocking on your door with an AR-15 in your face saying, you know, give me all your shit. Um, you could argue, I guess, because I'm trying to be objective here. You could argue that little things end up big things. Okay, I'll take that argument. Mm-hmm. But what they seem to be arguing is like lock your safe, lock your doors. You know, it's coming this week. Well, we've been saying that after every one of these things. You know, so if you kind of give it a little bit of a an objective look, as I feel like you did, tell me the steps that are going to happen, not emotion, because people are going to listen to this and they're going to think like, oh, I'm not for weapons or weapons training or lawful gun ownership. But no, no, no. show me the unemotional steps to how that is going to happen. No emotion. Drop your political lean. Drop it. 
Tell me how that's going to happen. And as you saw, I don't see a clear path to that. No, I think they're they're listing the people who are are um, are fear mongers, and they're like, oh my god, these people have been preaching this for so long. They must be right. You know, and I'm gonna call them conspiracy theorists because that's some of them. Some of them are, are legit conspiracy theorists. They they, just, they don't see it. I have a one of the guys I grew up with. God bless him. He is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I just don't talk about that stuff. Um, you know, with him, which is fine. But I mean, I'm not gonna like disown disown him. We can talk about other things. Yeah. But when, when you get on those conspiracy theories, you can't prove them. And I guess nor can you disprove them. So yeah, it's and, just always going to yep. be a conspiracy. And that's a big difference from what you said is if you said you can't prove them and left the conversation at that, then we're kind of like we're both bu- – or you know the whole situation is bullshit. But when you say you can't disprove them, you can't prove them, that's the – that's the objective view. That's the more reason-based view where there's a lot of things out there and you'll see them obviously after this yep. where they can be labeled conspiracy, but then there's some truth to some of these things. So it's kind of this, you know, you, you have to be able to see all the angles and sometimes they get a little weird. <laughs> I mean, to just say everything you hear that's kind of like, totally in line with what we think happened is true. And then if it's not in line, it's conspiracy. It's like, dude, come on. You know, you could say everything's a conspiracy nowadays because we don't know what the heck's going on because it's never being reported properly. Well, yeah, I mean, they're already saying New Zealand was a big hoax, false flag. Uh, They say that every time. I I don't, I don't really. Vegas, same thing. Yeah. I mean, I've read things. I think back when Vegas happened, I was a little more into the news. I was trying to read. And I remember reading a few things and thinking, man, that is kind of shady. Like I'm leaning more towards, you know, the side of the tinfoils. But it really, I just remember looking at both of the storylines and thinking, this is what you take from it. One side saying this, one side saying that. And there's something weird period. It's like, you, you're not going to know. It, you got to kind of find a middle ground and say, well, you know, I, I think something weird is going on, but just because you think it's something weird, it doesn't necessarily mean it's quote unquote a conspiracy. So once again, it's kind of these titles, like it's kind of this, we need to put everything in a box with a political lean, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So but, uh, yeah, it's, if nothing else, uh, these people sure as hell entertain me. You know, yeah. Not. I mean, of course, not fucking assholes that are shooting people, but the, the conspiracy theorists, the people who don't want to give me a, a solid argument or give me some some evidence. About yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I definitely, and I said this in the thing in the podcast I recorded the other day, is I, I definitely think we're in a space where there's just no such thing. Like, I think debate is bullshit anyway because nobody wins but intellectual debate aware debate you know reason-based debate um i don't think it really exists anymore i mean so you had a guy even like the gun guy on there who you know seemed like he was you know he didn't seem like he was going crazy seemed like he was i guess overall somewhat level-headed just from what you told me and he still didn't want to answer. It's like he easily could have said, oh, there's like HR 252 that leads to 253 and it does right. this. And my you know, theory is that it's going to do this. And you could say, oh, well, I don't agree. But like, thanks for the intel. You, you know, like yeah. but he, you can't yeah. even do that. So or he couldn't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty bad. And, and I feel yeah, like I, I, I told re- them, I told these guys who I was replying to, I was like, hey, you know, it, it, basically at the end of the replies, I was like, Hey, I respect your your position, but I don't agree with it. Um, yeah, cause, yeah, because it's not it's not evidence based. So yeah, yeah, nothing's compelling. Sorry, sorry, and like I said, it's been going on for decades. And what was it? So and I was I was trying to I was trying to um, just sort of reinforce the idea that our our um, our individual gun rights getting worse or better. And there there are, I guess there are two Supreme Court cases in recent years, and then the expiration. Was it on, on the so-called assault rifle ban? I'm not sure if there was a magazine size or just the rifles themselves. But yeah, I can't that, remember. You know, the, but the expiration came and went, and, and so so whatever was banned was no longer banned. And then the Supreme Court recently, in recent years, held up two different individual gun, gun right um, 
cases. One was in DC and one was Chicago. Basically, some sort of restriction that each city had about I think it was permit holders and how they how they could or couldn't handle guns in the city. But either way, the Supreme Court said no individual rights uh, as it relates to the Second Amendment. Um, trump what you're trying to do in your cities so yeah so once again it's like a tale of you know two things where you've got some good stuff happening some not good so good things happening in a lot of ways you know call me i don't know somewhat pessimistic i think it's just being objective but you really think something like this is going to happen and people aren't going to call for that i mean if you the bottom line with weapons and weapons training is if you don't have the time on a gun and you don't have the training, it's something that has legs. It's something that wants to kill people. I mean, it's it's a total. Yeah, you don't uh, get it. Yeah, yeah it, it's not a defensive tool. It's a, you know an offensive devil you know it's just it's like you could take a weapon and throw it off a roof and it probably wouldn't go off like if you did everything correctly you know these are things it's like it kind of reminds me it's off topic a little but like appendix carry you know people are like kind of weird about that and i've had people tell me like man you got that thing pointing towards your junk all day you know you're nuts especially with one in the hole but it's like no the weapon goes off when you pull the trigger so if i don't pull the trigger it's not going to go off you know, like in yeah. these guys that carry even law enforcement guys that they carry and they don't keep one in the chamber and they say it's for safety. And I'm like, well, I guess there is an argument there. I know some units actually do that, you know, some, but not a lot. But um, it still is a very simple fact that these things are hunks of metal that cannot do anything unless there's an operator quite literally the real definition of somebody operating a piece of gear. Yep. That's what does it. You know, if you're hopped up on antidepressants and reading politics and you're pissed off and blah, 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 and you have access, then yeah, you could say maybe that's not good. And I know that people hate this argument that hate guns he would find some other way to do it. And I know people hate that, but you got to realize the context is screwed. The guy's head is messed up. You really think if that guy, a guy that intense, writing manifestos, going back and forth, all this crap, you really think he wouldn't have found another way to do it. You really think that (laughs) like that guy was doing something regardless. It could have been a car, you know, anything. You just reminded me, I think he actually wrote, if I'm recalling this properly, he wrote, he had considered different methods. Oh yeah. Whatever is possible. Whatever he has. Kitchen knife, scissors, car. What's the biggest, baddest weapon available? Car. That's the biggest. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Oh my gosh. We're driving those things every day. They could kill someone in an instant. I mean, once again, if you can look at this crap with some sort of objective view it's like the truth starts coming out and i mean that but that is i mean people are going to listen to this and be like what the hell are they talking about because it's not i've had people on twitter respond to me i can't remember exactly what this person said but i i remember the context of it is it was i said something about like reacting or something and the guy was just like oh no like there's no possible way to do that if somebody says something like we react that that's what we do we're only human like uh no that's your choice (laughs) you have a choice right that's your freaking choice someone calls me an asshole online which is like every third day i mean who cares (laughs) like it's i mean this is what this comes down to is like if you can't look at it with that way but what's funny is this is you know this is everyone this is everyone and everything this is the media this is us this is the guys online that say they're masculine alpha you know whatever name they come up with they're all doing it too i mean you have to ask why you know anyway i don't even know why i went on that ramp but it ties into all this stuff so it's got to tell you god damn it <laughs> yeah it's i don't get it man it's yeah i don't know what's going on but anyway so what else were you, we were going to talk about that i mean i don't know a ton about it you might know more than me but that what is it it's garcia and is it is it spencer the boxing uh, match it's not spencer i think it's spence right 
Oh, you know, uh, full disclosure, the only thing I, I know for sure is they're fighting tonight. <laughs> and there's yeah. it's two uh, two guys who are, who are undefeated. So yeah. someone's going to get their first loss tonight. Well, yeah, and what, and what I thought was, because I, I follow the UFC a little bit, but what I thought was interesting about this is the fact that the like from an athletic point of view, from a health point of view, is Garcia, I think, went up two or three weight classes to do this. So the so the guy has fought in other classes and done really well. So they're kind of like, oh, it's okay, but you're going up and he's still trying to be fast and on his feet and all because I guess that's what he's known for. Yeah. So I read one article that said that, you know, they trained properly because he had to put on some mass and all this. But I mean, from a health perspective, going up two or three weight classes I mean that's some that's serious, especially when you have to fight. You yeah, know? he's going from lightweight to welterweight. Oh, jeez. So let, let me check. Uh, let me check the stats on the weight on that. Yeah, it, I was trying to look at it earlier too, but I, I I read somewhere that by the time it's all said and done, it'll only be like ten pounds or something. I may be way off, but even ten pounds. I mean, because you got a guy who's trained welterweight his whole time. He holds the undefeated title in that lane by itself. You know what I mean? And you're going up to fight him. But I think, I mean, Garcia, I know, is considered one of the best in the world. So that's so kinda... it could be it could be a 25 pound swing. So if Garcia was fighting at the lowest end of lightweight, which is 145, and then he's gone up to the highest end of welterweight, that's 170. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, if that's what Jeez. happens, because you know how they cut weight and then, like, they right put it back the way, on. The way in, they put it back on as fast yeah. as possible. But, yeah. So, but still, that's a lot. Of, that's a ton. That's a oh, ton yeah. Of, that's like the, the Connor and Mayweather thing where he, he, like, walked into the ring at, like, 175 or something. I was like, geez. I mean, that's, yeah. you got, it's like people got to realize that don't follow this stuff is that's, you know, the, that's a lot of weight when you're shredded and you're fighting. I mean, that's, 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 uh, that's why they're professionals. I mean, they, they have it just, they have it dialed in perfectly. Yeah. And I, if you watch some of these YouTube videos on how they cut the weight, like, uh, leading up to it and the baths they take like dehydration baths and stuff like that. I mean, it is, it is tough. <laughs> like what they do and they're eating just like barely nothing and a lot. And they're not, I don't think they, I don't think they train as hard in the hardest part of the cut, obviously, because then they're going to do damage, but they're still training. Right. You know, so it's like an extended, intense version of fasted training, which overall really isn't the best thing to do, depending on your goal, you know, so. Yeah, probably a form of starvation, really. But Yeah, I mean, if so, it's like if you're doing aerobic, let's say like 125 to 135 heart rate, this is like what Jay Campbell says, you know, who wrote the testosterone optimization therapy Bible. That's his latest book. It's like if you're in a fasted state going to 125 to 135, then you're kind of in that like aerobic, you know, fat burning, kind of like good oxygen state. But the minute you ratchet it up, you're anaerobic, but your stores are already gone. Because you've been yeah. fasting. So now there's a word for it. I'm going to mess it up. I think it's gluco, is neogenesis. It gluconeogenesis, where the body goes to protein or AKA your muscle yep. for, for, um, for Energy. fuel. So it's like, you got, I mean, you got to be real careful with that stuff, you know? And it's like, unless you're doing hardcore, which they kind of are in some situations, weight loss, you really don't want to be doing hard training fasted you know from a, like we'll say from a performance perspective necessarily but anyway I, I think it'll be an interesting interesting fight I mean I, I I'm not I'm no pro on this for the people listening I don't I think for me sports and I don't follow them a lot I know you don't either Rick but I think the athleticism side of it is what interests me it, it's it's extremely what these guys do I mean even the NFL it's like these guys are what seven hundred and forty-five pounds, and they're running, you know, a quarter mile in ten seconds. It's like these guys, you know yeah. what I mean? These guys are freaking athletes. Of the UFC, I watched the last big fight. The um, shit was it Jones and Smith? That was the last one, and then it was um, oh shit, forget or uh, Woodley and 
I can't say the other guy's name. The other guy won, but I mean, just what they go through and they're just shredded, you know? So they're just like, they're just beasts in there. But it's, Oh yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're both, I mean, always, of course it's always going to be a winner or loser, but they're, they're both equally skilled. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're pros, top, top notch yeah. pros fighting for belts, so, so forth, getting paid the most money, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, the physical chess game, it's, to me, that's oh, why yeah. it's fascinating. Oh it's, yeah, uh, I mean, you always hope for a, for a knockout, but some of those long fights that go go the entire five, five rounds or twenty five twenty five minutes. Um, yeah, five and five. Yep. Yep. I mean, and and they and they both come out standing. Sometimes sometimes bloody, sometimes not. But they went twenty five minutes. Dude, gosh. I mean, just killing it. I've three minutes on a bag will wear most people out. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I, I'm thinking about some of this like sometimes on our like training days where i mean if people that haven't been in a fight and especially been amped up uh one minute feels like 40 i mean they have no what that takes 25 minutes what what's the what's the length of boxing i don't even know how many rounds do they have 10 uh, oh Oh, i think it's 10 to 12 sometimes um five minutes let's just let's just say 10 three minute rounds okay okay uh, yeah, which still, I mean, oh, it's a shit ton. It's it's a little different, but yeah, it's it's a ton. <clears throat> I mean, I look at it like this. Now, at the time when we were doing certain training at at the jobs in terms of uh, defensive measures, where you would actually do some do some not full contact stuff, but Close, but your yeah. heart rates up and you're and you're doing some defensive defensive measure stuff against a real person, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, currently, I'm running a six minute mile. And that's nice. easier than going through a minute or two. Yeah, yeah, of, for sure. Uh, well, it's I, like the adrenaline and, you know, yeah. you have to add all that stuff up because a lot of the times, you know, as you know, they'll do things like, you know, you'll do burpees or like, but they'll try to smoke you before you fight to yeah. kind of simulate that. And, hey, good on them. But to be honest, I don't think it simulates anything because the the diff- it, it simulates it, let's say, from a cardio respiratory maybe. Yep. view but like when you're in a no bullshit fight or in a no bullshit training scenario some of the bad ones where you don't know it's coming it's not like you're amped from running you're amped like adrenaline dump cortisol yep. release like you're fucking you know so an actual physiological response to the stimulus yeah it's yeah like, fight or flight yep. yeah so anyway all right well we got anything else or is that it I mean, we covered a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying anything else. It's been an hour of every freaking thing under the sun. This episode of the Painted Target podcast was brought to you by Awareness Integrations. Only you care about your problems. The Painted Target is also sponsored by Grave Delay Athletics, apparel that says I'm going to live well and cheat death.